0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Rich Mindset podcast. Today, we'll be talking about managing objections. This is uh, more of a sales type of uh, episode today. So we're geared towards um, handling client objections, what to do when your client says no, getting used to uh, that no and anticipating why they are refusing your product or your service. So I'm just going to jump right into it. I have five key points that you want to keep in mind. So number one, you always want to anticipate all possible questions, objections, and their responses. So what I mean is before you approach a client or you go to your client meeting or you try to sell your product, think about why this other person might not want to buy it. Is it too expensive? Is it out of their budget? Is it something that's considered a luxury that it's not absolutely necessary to their life? why would they be able to say no? Because somebody will always find a reason to say no. Most likely it's to do with the monetary value of that product. But if you can justify that, there's a there's a bunch of other reasons why somebody would say no. So if I came to you and said, do you want to purchase this subscription service to stream movies? You can say I have... Netflix, I have Apple TV+, I have this, I have that, and whatever. Why do I need your service? Why do I need this streaming service? What makes it stand out? And rather than negating what the person is saying, you have to understand where they're coming from and anticipate those questions, those refusals, and how you can flip it into a positive. Show why your product is unique, why why your service is unique, why they need it. But you can't let yourself get caught off guard which is why you need that preparation why you need to be fully prepared for any possible questions refusals before they happen you'll learn to read their body language and realize that they're about to stop you from saying something or that no is about to come if you can anticipate it and know why this person might not need it and address why it's necessary for them that's that's something that's invaluable to a salesperson So if I, back to the streaming example, if I knew that this person was a huge Brad Pitt fan, I could say that this streaming service has every single piece of film that Brad Pitt has ever been in. And if you can anticipate this and put it into your presentation, the person doesn't have the chance to approach you with this refusal, with this, oh, but I don't actually need it. There is a million examples that you can go through and it's specific to every client. So taking that time to prep for your meeting, to prep for your presentation is so important. Catching your your salesperson off guard is something that some clients, they take pride in. They know that they can, they can find their salesperson's weakness and show why they deserve a better deal or why they're incapable of of selling their product. So if you can be prepared and know what the person is going to say before they're going to say it, especially when it comes to the nose, it makes your selling process that much easier. If you can't anticipate it, you don't know your client well enough. You need to do everything in your power to understand them better, understand them more, know what their needs are, what their wants are, and what your product or service can offer them. So number two is putting yourself in the client's shoes. This goes, this goes hand in hand with number one, but it's more of a, of an empathetic reason. This is, this isn't just, oh, the person has a tight budget or whatever it is. This is understanding the person's life. This is understanding how they are sitting in front of you right now while you're, you're giving your presentation are they comfortable with you? Are they Are they aware of what you're saying? Are they acknowledging you? Are they involved in the conversation actively? Or are they sitting back and kind of listening? Do they look anxious or, or uninvolved or distracted? Are they on their phone and not really caring about what you're saying? Then you have to flip the script and understand why the person is acting that way and fix your sales pitch. Fix how your conversation is going. Before you try to sell anything, you have to engage with with your client, whether it's one person, whether it's 10 people sitting in front of you, you have to understand each individual and make them feel comfortable with you. Build that rapport, build that trust that is so essential in any sale, because if the person can't trust you, they can't buy something from you. They're not going to give you their money for whatever product or service you're selling, regardless of how amazing it is. So you have to understand why is it that the person is sitting in front of me with their arms crossed? Can I can I, loosen them up somehow by offering them a beverage or by cracking a joke or getting to know them better? Talking about their kids or their hobbies to open them up a little bit. Making them more comfortable with me will allow me to make that sale more easy for them and for myself. And the empathy part comes in there if somebody feels anxious or uncomfortable in front of you and it's visible to you and you understand that this person is not okay with what's happening. It's, it's so important nowadays to not assume what the person is, is going through and either think that they don't like you or they're stuck up or whatever it is. You have to understand that this person could be going through something right now, but they made this commitment to come see you to have this meeting and maybe something happened before that they're not comfortable talking to you about. So there are going to be meetings where somebody shows up maybe not in the best mindset to talk to you. And if it takes more than one meeting to sell your product or your service, it's okay. But you can't get mad at the client and you can't get upset at yourself. That most likely is something that's out of your control. So putting yourself in that person's shoes allows you to understand why it is that you have to take this extra time. You have to essentially hold their hand through the sale to make sure everything runs smoothly. It's a human nature thing. And if you add the human back into the sales process, it's it's such a better experience for both you and your client. It doesn't feel like pulling teeth. It doesn't feel like you don't want to be there and that the other person doesn't want to be there. Instead, you you build a foundation and you understand each other, well. whether it's on a, a subconscious level or if you're asking questions straight up. It's so important to to be able to put yourself in that person's shoes and understand why they're uncomfortable, They're uncomfortable. sorry, or they're saying what they're saying or they're acting how they're acting. One example is I had a, a friend talk to me and say that there was somebody sitting in front of them who came in. They had studied the, the product that they wanted before they came in. They're sitting at the table and they're talking about the product that they want very comfortably. And when my friend advises them that this product is no longer available, the person's whole demeanor changes. He sits back, he crouches down, his knee starts to shake. He looks visibly anxious from what I was told. My friend at the time didn't understand what exactly was happening, what what was going through this person's mind. And he assumed that maybe he doesn't like me as a salesperson. Maybe he doesn't like my approach. That's why he shut off when I said, we don't have this product available. And I said, "Maybe maybe it was that you needed to take a step back you needed to understand that maybe this person has has studied this product so much because they wanted to come to this meeting looking knowledgeable and knowing what they wanted and you caught him off guard saying that this product is not here we don't have this in stock or or whatever the issue was and now he feels unprepared he doesn't feel confident enough to have this conversation with you and he's he's sitting back and and feels anxious because he doesn't know what to do or how to handle the situation. So instead of assuming that this person doesn't like him, what I advised my friend was this, if you took that time to maybe see how he's thinking and why he's reacting that way and maybe allowing him the chance to, to explore other options or, or talk about the product that he wanted and maybe come back at a time that it was in stock, allowing that person to be comfortable in their sale makes a very, very big difference if your client isn't comfortable, you're not going to have an enjoyable experience and neither is your client. And if the client is not enjoying the experience, they will never refer you to somebody else. They might go along with the sale just because they need what you're selling, but you're not going to hear back from them saying, hey, I recommended you to a friend or to a family member because they know they didn't enjoy the experience. So number three, comes back to both those points is um, doing your research of the product and doing your research of the client. So when I was talking about number one, about understanding possible questions and objectives, you have to completely understand who your client is and what it is that you can use to your advantage to get to know them, to understand why this product suits their needs and and understand who they are as a person rather than just this name that's coming in and, and buying what they need and leaving. Your research of your product is is the most important thing because you can't have somebody ask you a question and not know the answer to what you're selling or ask you a question about maybe not the product that you're presenting but something else that you have available. There's a lot of advisors that know a lot about one, one product, but if somebody comes and says, hey, maybe I heard about this other one that maybe is more affordable or has this other coverage or my my brother bought this this other thing and said that it could work for me can we talk about that one and if you don't have the knowledge to switch back and forth from from products and fully understand every single one's advantages and disadvantages it's going to hinder you in your sales so much it's going to make it impossible for you to be fluid with your your sales because in your pitch you're going to be caught off guard you're going to have to stop look through your notes find a product detail and and read it yourself before you can even tell the client and the client will know that you are not the most knowledgeable person that they can work with. Regardless of if you are or you're not, you have to show that you have this knowledge, but you can't fake it. You can't make things up about a product and try to sell it. You have to actually understand you can't fake it till you make it in this situation because they will ask you questions. And if you answer them dishonestly, one day or another, that's going to come out when they say, oh, hey, you told me that this product does this or that you provide this in this service and I'm not getting it. And you come back to them and say, oh, actually, it doesn't include that. Then you look like a con artist. Then you're the salesperson that has the bad, the bad name that doesn't have the greatest impression on, on them from there on out, whether you, you did it on purpose or not or you had that malintent or not, it comes across that way because the person feels like they were cheated into spending money on something that they thought was more valuable than it actually is. So know your client and know your product. I can't stress how important that is. Just adding that human back into your your sales process, being who you are and allowing the client to to not just buy the product but buy you because you put the time in to get to know them and to and to know which products are best for them by knowing everything and anything about the products that you're you're offering. Number 4, do not make any assumptions about who it is that you're talking to. Somebody can walk into your place of business with a Gucci Gucci shoes and a Fendi purse and a Rolex watch and this and that and you can't assume that this person is is well off and is a high net worth client and to give them a little bit more attention because it seems like they're going to spend the extra dollar because they look that way there's so many people in this world now that value their money more than material items that they won't waste money on on luxury items some people love it, I'm one of those people I love a good handbag And I'm going to spend money on good food, but not necessarily will I show up to every single place of business looking how I look when I'm at work or or something like that. So if I come in to a Porsche dealership and I'm wearing like yoga pants and a hoodie, that doesn't mean that I'm less than the person standing next to me wearing a three-piece suit. Maybe that's that person's only three-piece suit. Maybe he just came from from an appointment and he feels good and he felt like trying to look for his, his dream car that he's working towards because he had enough money to buy that one suit and he got that job and now he's going to work his way up to getting that car. You can't assume he already has the money, but you also can't assume that he doesn't. You have to treat every single client equally and understand them first by having the conversations, by asking the questions, by explicitly knowing what it is that they need, how can they afford it, and if it genuinely makes sense for them. It's hard to spot the people that are faking it. It's hard to spot the people that are are hiding their wealth. So you can't change your demeanor based on who your client is. Be yourself, be kind, and be genuine to everybody you talk to, and you'll get more clients, guaranteed. If you're who you are always, whether I meet you at your, at your place of business, or if I bump into you at a Starbucks and you treat me the same, I'll be more likely to do business with you. Chances are, it's not going to take one, one meeting to sell the product that you need to sell. Maybe you'll see me a couple times and we'll see each other in different settings. And if I realize hey, when you met me for coffee, you were one person. And then when I came into your place of business, you treated me differently. I'll wonder why. And I feel like in today's day and age, it's so much more common to be able to read through that bullshit of who you are, of when you're faking it as a salesperson or as a a human. It's easier to read through that more than ever now which is why it's so important to be genuine and be consistent with who you are and how you act and not assuming that you understand somebody's financial position or who they are or what they know just based on what they look like or or how they're talking. My last tip here is um is something that they they taught us when we started as as sorry as advisors is how to battle the objections when they come your way. You're bound to hear no, you're bound to hear these refusals. And if you followed step one through four and you realize that you did study the possible questions of what can come up and why this person could say no and you understand who they are and you put yourself in the client's shoes and you're trying to realize why it is that they're saying no and you didn't make assumptions about who they are. How do you then counteract the no that comes into play? How do you rebuttal their objections. And the number one thing they tell us is to actually respond to their rebuttal with an acceptance of of what their objection is. So not saying, oh no, 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 I know better or I know why this product works for you. It's not about you. It's not about you as, as the salesperson. It's about the client. You have to understand that this client's objection to spending money is is valid giving them that validity and and telling them yes i understand where you're coming from and then giving them why you you then think that this product does work is a better approach than just negating what they're saying and then moving on so if you say i understand sir ma'am lucy bob whatever their name is in fact it is true that this product is is over over your budget or this product is is isn't the most sustainable environmentally or whatever their objection is validate that first and in conversation add your however so i understand bob in fact this product is above your budget however the reason i'm presenting it to you is because it checks off all your boxes and if you're going to spend your money i want it to be on something that is actually valuable to you i want you to get the most for your dollar it's hard for that person to then not realize sorry it's not it's hard for that person to realize that you're you're trying to negate what they're saying what they think is that you you agree that they are right that yes it is above my budget but you're then Allowing them to know where you are in your mind and and understand why it is that you still are presenting this, this product to them. And it brings their guard down and let, makes them less defensive because they understand, hey, this person does know where I'm coming from and is genuinely understanding why, why it is I'm saying what I'm saying. But they know why this product is better for me and it, it makes sense. Okay, if it is over my budget, then then, yeah, it actually does cover everything. And if I was in budget, I wouldn't have two of the things that I find necessary in this purchase. And there are clients that maybe don't understand what it is they need until they come see you. So having this approach of validating what they're saying and showing them the value in your product or your service is very important and it will come up more often than not. I can't I can't say I've ever had a meeting where every single question I asked was yes. Yep, yeah, yeah, I need this, yes, I need this, yep, yeah, I'm prepared to to spend X amount of money. Okay, cool. Yeah, tell me where to sign. Done. That's not how sales works. Unless the person genuinely does not give a shit. So you need to you need to slow your your process when you're battling objections and take that three steps into there where you say I understand. Bob, in fact, this is why your reason is valid. However, this is why I'm presenting what I'm presenting to you. Give them their validation and present them with your value. It's something that will work time and time again, whether it's in business or whether it's in your personal life. It's it's something that allows you to to take the, the aggression out of your, your rebuttals. And instead of feeling like the person's getting attacked or, or making an, an argument, you take it down a notch and you understand each other. You understand where the other person is coming from and you show them where you're coming from by showing them their value. So an example in real life would be, I understand, husband, in fact, yes, I did tell you to take out the garbage and you didn't do it. However, I get that you just walked into the door from work and you've had a busy day and you need a chance to sit before you take it out. And you both come to a mutual understanding of, yeah, maybe maybe there's no reason to argue about the garbage not going out. Maybe it just needs time before it does go out. And that's okay. Instead of yelling and attacking each other, like, oh, you just, you didn't take out the garbage. The other person says, I just came back from work and blah, blah, blah. And you're just going back and forth and it gets nowhere. That's obviously a one-off example for a couple. But if you just transfer that to your day-to-day life and understand that it's it's that that much more effective to address your objections that way, it's something that you'll carry into your sales process naturally then if somebody tries to object to what you're selling them. Start by by implementing that into your next objection, no matter who it is, if it's your mom, if it's your best friend, or if it is a client, and see how that works. See how the person kind of relaxes in front of you and understands, yeah, like I had a, I had a valid point, but this person understands my point and is then showing me the value in theirs. Or understanding why it is that I need what I need. So I understand, person, insert their name here. In fact, this house is over the square footage of the requirement that you you had showed me. However, I'm showing you this place because it gives you an extra room for the child that you're planning to have in one to two years. It gives you that extra space to grow your family without having to... Having to buy an extra, uh, buy an, uh, another house sooner rather than later, and if you can stretch your budget to understand that, it will benefit you in the long run. Or, I understand, sir. Insert the adenarium here. In fact, this phone is bigger than what it was that you wanted to purchase. However. The screen resolution and audio and this and that and the other thing are unmatched in the size that you wanted. And it looks like you're somebody that knows their technology and deserves the best when it comes to screen resolution, audio value, etc. Validate their objection, understand where they're coming from, and then show them your value. I can guarantee this will, this will help you in your your sales process because you're bound to hear the word no or a phrase that means no. And instead of getting stuck up against the wall and not knowing how to answer that, take the situation into your own hands and handle it in a very calm, in a very calm manner. If you want to read more about these steps and see other examples Uh, head over to my website. I have a blog post to search for managing objections. It'll be the featured post after this episode goes live. I hope you guys take something from this this episode. If you have any tips on managing objections, feel free to comment them below. I would love to hear your insight. Find me on Instagram at neil.dat and I will see you guys next week for episode six grow always and always guys, and be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on this podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day.